Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, who's an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk today about um, something that I've labeled, or I call, Up With Gravity, which is a a method of of learning how to harness the power of gravity to release tension and lighten up. And Imogen, I have talked Imogen through uh, a number of the processes of that that uh, system, and she has done some uh, teaching of it to her own students. We're going to talk about really the first phase of the Up With Gravity process, which consists of... Uh, locating where your center of gravity is and how to direct it in a way that's uh, beneficial to that 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 makes your your posture and movements uh, a little more easy and we're just going to talk today about uh, her experiences with that uh, Imogen welcome to the show oh very glad to be here Robert well, you know, we've uh, uh, the history of this is that at the AGM in New York, I, I showed you the very first aspect of it, which is basically locating your center of gravity and then uh, directing it in walking a bit. Mm-hmm. And then we've done some follow-up stuff that we may talk about later uh, in separate interviews. But I'd like to know, uh, first of all, how how that process worked for you personally, and then we'll talk about how it uh, how you've used it in your teaching. Um, yeah, well, um, when you just first introduced it to me and um, um, had me walk by directing by moving my center of gravity that's really how i think of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. rather than it being separate <laughs> um, from me um it was actually uh, quite surprising how effective it was at um allowing me to kind of walk as a whole that no one part kind of got ahead of itself as we're so prone to doing right with mm-hmm. the sticking mm-hmm. our head out or our chest or mm-hmm. legs mm-hmm. or whatever it just seemed to without too much sort of managing of the whole thing mm-hmm. allow me just to walk in a, a kind of very integrated way um and we, maybe we should say uh, just a little about the the imagery and the and also the location of uh mm-hmm. center of gravity it, 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 we're talking about um someone's overall center of gravity which is located uh, approximately two at a level about two inches below your navel and it's pretty much exactly in the middle of you at that point front to back and side to side and because there's no uh, really good marker there that you can sense there's no joint there's no bone there um, it's it's an, and it's an infinitesimally small point um, it in order to access it and use it, uh, at least I've I've found that it's very helpful to use some very simple imagery. Um, do you want to describe some of the images uh, that uh, you've been expor- sure. experimenting with? Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess the first one we um, worked with was imagining a 
uh, line going front to back through mm-hmm. my center of gravity. You could almost imagine it like an arrow mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, um, so I kind of experimented with that one. And then the next one was imagining a, a line this time going side to side um, through the center um, of gravity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then moving that entire uh, and move, line and forward. moving that. And it is interesting how I, I definitely have my preference, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is the um, side-to-side line. Um, uh, who knows why, but I guess we all have our own little individual... Um, <laughs> um, yeah, in, in, my, in my experience uh, showing this to people, uh, th- almost everyone does have a preference and... I don't know. I think most. I maybe there's a slight. Uh, the arrow is a little bit more the favorite, but the the side to side one is also very, very popular. And then there's the circle. That's right. Which is basically um, a circle enveloping your body at that level. Again, two inches below your your navel, and um, you can move that whole horizontal as it were, circle through space. And you can also treat the circle uh, a little like a steering wheel on a car. That is when you want to turn left, you just turn the circle to the left. And when you turn turn Uh, right, you turn the circle to the right. And that's the same thing you can do with the lines as well. Sure. Um, Since you mentioned the kind of imagining the circle more like a steering wheel, it became a lot more appealing to me and I quite like the steering wheel and it seems like a nice image to sort of get hold of and steer mm-hmm. <laughs> around. Right. I mean the images, you know And again there's still somehow lines going through the center to me. Maybe the steering wheel feels like that, I don't know. But... Well, you could Im- you, you you could imagine a steering wheel with uh lines um diagonal lines and of course they w- a number of diagonal lines, and they would all pass through the center of of your pass through your center of gravity, and then you just turn the wheel, and of course you're also turning those imaginary lines at the same time. Yeah, I think you said you experimented with an X at one point. Is that yeah, right? and I did like that. Um, it's funny that I've kind of come back to some of the more simpler images, but mm-hmm. um, I, I I kind of will go back to that occasionally so instead of either a front to back or a side to side line it was like two diagonal lines like an x if you were looking mm-hmm. like a bird's eye view mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well the the thing about these images is that it's really important i think to be really clear that they are just images they're yes. not reality but they are an extremely effective way of mentally connecting with this infinitesimally small point which is located right in the center of you, two inches below your abdomen. And, and it's maybe worth saying that that point, it's, it's, it's almost an imaginary point, but it's very real in terms of the gravitational force that is acting on you at any point in time. Because it see when it sees you, and I'm putting sees in uh-huh. quotes here, sure. it sees your entire weight compressed to that imaginary point. So um, that to me, that means that if that's the case, and since gravity 
doesn't really show any signs of changing anytime soon, uh, we'd probably do well to cooperate with it and, and utilize it. And in order to utilize it, um, most people really need some kind of an image. I know, for example, in Tai Chi, uh, they talk about the Dantian point, and it, that is exactly the same center that I'm ah. talking about. And their uh, their way of locating it is to kind of put their hands in a part of a, a large circle around it, imagining a, a circle or an energy circle or something. So they're using a a, a, a circle, or you could even imagine a, a smaller circle, a, a, a sphere. Not mm-hmm. a circle, but a sphere is what I meant mm-hmm. to say. Sure. You could imagine a sphere, a sphere inside your body with its center at your center of gravity. The important thing is that you, you and as far as I know, everyone needs some method of mental in order to mentally connect with it i mm-hmm. i can't imagine i might be wrong about this but i find it hard to imagine that someone could really utilize that center very well as just an infinitesimal <laughs> point well i know i would find that very hard so, but it, yeah, i mean it's possible yeah. it's but yeah. as i said there's no marker there there's no there's uh mm-hmm. it's probably in the middle of an intestine or something i mean there's mm-hmm. it's not a very uh it, it's a tricky tricky place to access mm-hmm. so um so you you've experimented with moving walking have you done any other activities using um uh, using that kind of directing um i'd say they're the main ones i have done a little bit of running and mm-hmm. it's useful with that too um mm-hmm. um yeah um well, and we, maybe we should talk about um, the uh, and 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 just for people listening, you can really use this for any activity you're doing. Now we're talking about your center of gravity when you're basically standing. So, for example, if you wanted to climb a staircase, oh yes, you yeah. could just walk up the staircase in your usual way and then and walk down, and then you know connect with an arrow or a line or whatever image you want. And, gira- and just move that image up the stairs. And, of course, the rest of you is going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And then move that image down. And you might find that the way in which your legs move, for example, uh, might be a little different. The process might be a little easier or lighter. That's the kind of thing you could experiment with. Um, Getting in and out of a car could be an interesting mm-hmm. one. There are all sorts of um, activities that you could experiment with, but a major one that we really haven't touched on is sitting in a chair, starting from sitting in a chair, um, where the relevant center of gravity is is different because the the, the surface that's bearing your weight or the weight of your head and torso and maybe part of your arms is uh is um is is higher up and you're sitting on it your legs are not really that um as not as relevant in terms of the center of gravity if you're just moving your torso around mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little about that yeah, I found this really useful sitting at the computer um, 
but yes, yeah, so uh, uh, describing the place, so uh, the way I understand it is sort of just below the bottom of the sternum, just where... Yeah, um, that's close enough, I think. I, I have to say that unlike uh, your standing center of gravity, which is highly, it's been measured many times and is known with a very high level of precision within a half an inch, certainly, for anybody. Uh, sitting in a chair, everything's a little murkier. Sure. Your arms are maybe resting on your legs or maybe resting on an armrest. And um, it's not exactly clear always what it is that's resting on the chair. Like if you're sitting on your sits bones, which hopefully you are, that's one thing. But of course, most people when they're sitting not, aren't necessarily doing that initially. And that, that changes the location a bit. But you, I think you can abstract from all that and just say it's pretty close to the bottom or just below the bottom of your sternum. And of course, and in the, right in the middle. It, though, I don't right? know yeah. if it's exactly right in the middle there. I think it might be a little towards the back of your body okay. at that point. But uh, you can use the same sort of images to access it, a line or a, an arrow or a, a side-to-side line. And if you want to move around in the chair, like come forward and backwards, you can compare your habitual way of doing that with simply moving the arrow or the line back and forth. And you can switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've you've used that sitting. Yeah, at your and I that, again, it was quite a surprise how um, how easy it was and how um, my movement improved. Um, and mm-hmm. I do like the front to back art line, the sort of double headed arrow, if you mm-hmm. like, for thinking yes. of that direction, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. going back and forth, um, as as being very helpful. Um, yeah. So there's a whole nother application, and it's worth. I think it's worth spending some time uh, with with the sitting one because that is something we do a lot these days, mm-hmm. and it um, and it's something that inherently most. I think I think it's been pretty well shown that most people, when they sit, put more harmful pressure on their themselves and when they stand. Sitting seems to be the most mm-hmm. challenging from that point of view. And um, it's it's really helpful to, to use uh, the center of gravity process, uh, and particularly in situations where you can't just get up and walk around, or you can't do something to call a lot of attention to yourself, like at a, you're at a meeting or maybe you're in a concert. Or you're you're just basically stuck in the chair for long periods of time, or a seat like on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, you want a way to work on yourself uh, a little bit. Um, uh, the center of gravity is a great way to do it, and actually, this is anticipating a little bit the next stage. But there is an an add-on process to this mm-hmm. where it really becomes quite. Yes. Quite useful. We won't talk about that right now. But um, so uh, and in terms of your students that you've worked with this on, what's been your experience with that? 
Well, the main way I've worked with students so far has really been with locating their kind of overall center of gravity and mm-hmm. um, working with moving that around. And for every single one I've introduced it to, some of them very, very early on, maybe even in their first lesson, um, it's really been tremendously helpful and effective that they all uh, move in a more efficient, lighter, more integrated way, you know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just by thinking about moving their center of gravity. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of just moving in their habitual yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's, um, I guess what appeals to me about it is really something they can immediately take with them to work with on their own. It's very accessible. Um, so, you know, almost everyone I've worked with comes back the next week and tells me how they've tried it out while they were doing this or that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's been useful. Right. And um, is there anything else you want to say about about your experience or working with your students uh, using this, this method? Using really the first stage of this method, I yeah, guess we could ab- say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, really, I think that is my main point, is that just how accessible yeah. it's been for people um, and how really with very little, um, you know, because I'm giving them Alexander Technique lessons, but they can really take this straight away, whereas mm-hmm. I don't think, or it's not been my experience with my students, that they can't immediately take the more traditional direction straight away and work with them successfully. Right, um, right. Does, yeah. Does that, you know, yeah, uh, these that, are, that takes a little bit mm-hmm. more time to kind of really understand, but this is, you know, has much more immediate um application yeah and and as we'll see in future conversations and in future uh, material on the site um, it, it it can in fact dovetail very nicely with uh, Alexander technique directing but we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later on but in the meantime the the, the challenge that I've been working on is uh, putting uh, the the instructions for doing what we've just talked about and the uh, subsequent uh, steps uh, in writing in a form that will be hopefully as accessible as um, talking someone through it either in person or over the phone or using Skype and um, so if if your chances are if you're listening to this you may be listening to it from one of those um blog posts and uh I definitely would appreciate any feedback on how the instruction did the instructions make sense to you do you have any suggestions on changing wording that sort of thing because it, this does represent the first time I've put this material in writing. So I guess that's maybe a good place to end our our talk for now. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Uh, Yeah. So my my guest has been uh, Imogen Ragone, and uh, she is an Alexander Technique teacher and a website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, Imogen, thanks so much for, for being on the show today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you.